Welcome to The Deep End, a podcast brought to you by DigitalOcean. Hi, Ramakhan. Welcome to the Hatch Storyteller uh, series. Um, and you know we're really excited to hear uh, your story and and the problems you you're you're solving um, and everything you've learned along the way. So you know let's kick off with like you know tell us a little bit about analytics like you know the company what problems you're trying to solve. Um, you know we will start so, so there. So analytics provides uh, business intelligence for yeah. sports rights holders, brands, huh? leagues, and fantasy and esports companies. Wow! Right. So we track fans on all these fan verticals, fan engagement verticals. What do they do, right? We we take them from the journey of a flirt, yeah. Like the, the first time they see a sports team and then get attached, the first time they play a fantasy game and then convert them into a fanatic, right? A loyal fan, right? Right. A fan is the revenue, the currency for a sports team right. or for sports rights holders. So we want to measure their journey across these platforms through time, right? And how? And so when you talk about uh, you're tracking somebody from you know a follower or flirt, you know flirting, following to to a fan, um, where, where do you collect all this data from? Like you know, so what's your source of information for all of these? Uh... So it's live streaming, yeah, uh, which is uh, cross-platform, right? iOS right. app. Um, it could be That's social right. and social media and social media yeah and gaming and gaming so we have cross platform sdks to do that right. which auto tracks ui and content interaction right got it when it comes to content um, it's everywhere yeah. it's social media and it's on app platforms right so people watch the game they engage with player photos player profiles um, they engage with different kind of sports content right and videos in game moments off game moments gossips memes right wow and it's like 365 day of data collection because a, a, a sports can happen anywhere anytime right. all around the globe right yeah. who would be your customer like you know what are some example use cases that that you so have seen that data driven marketers in sports companies companies got it right so like uh, you know so it would be like uh, it could either, be an agency that right. is managing brands uh-huh who are sponsoring sports, right? Uh, it could be this league itself right. where they have like a lot of good digital presence, right? And who is associated with in uh, marketing to fans, right? During sports, it's 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 a great way to market during sports. The sponsorship opportunity in sports it's everywhere. LED board, social right. media, in app. Yeah. Okay, so these are all the ways. So they, they they use this data to specifically have maybe targeted messaging to their yep. to their uh, targeted messaging, ROI of sponsorship, right. find influencers, okay, understand fan base location, right. new opportunity, new places to grow, yeah, and what is your existing fans' mood? Got are it. they happy with you? Right. Or so some, some sentiment analysis yep. Of, yep. Of, of what where the fans are. This is this is great. Maybe share a little bit about uh, you know how you you know uh, how you came about founding this company um, and and idea and and you know you also have a history of of building other things in the yeah. past. So you know share sort of what is your journey and story. So it's it's a nine to... years journey. Yeah. Nine ten years journey. Wow. Yeah. 
So I started off with programming. My my first entry into programming was hacking websites. Right. Right. <laughs> and we we uh, during um, cyber wars were going on between countries. Yeah. So we were engaging with underground hackers. We were talking to them just to understand the technology. So we un- engaged with underground hackers on SQL injection, mm-hmm. uh, and then fo- found the prevention methods to do that. Engaged right. with the underground hackers to find the prevention method, and then presented a paper, a research paper, on database security. Right. Right. During two thousand nine, two thousand ten, a million website were exposed to these vulnerabilities. So we pr- proposed a paper, and you know went through the journey of understanding from the hackers, and then that was my first foray into programming. Right. Then, during college, so I started. I, did, I didn't attend my classes regularly. Yeah. So instead of that, it was like programming, coding, learn JavaScript, learn Python, learn PHP. Right. And learned uh, native Objective C. Objective C, the learning curve was too much. Right. right. So took some time to learn a good uh, mobile programming. Right. And then I became CTO of a startup called Wallet Kit. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I. Le- did launch all these apps but it was like one man army right? right i just did did the yeah. like i had consultant to do the design and then i did did the, the app yeah. and yeah and then i met my then co-founder kevin mm-hmm. um so it was it was a i was in a accelerator not an accelerator line, like an incubator that mm-hmm. helps startups so so you know my family like you know Gave me an option of like six months, right? You're doing this for six months, or you have to go to job. <laughs> so I have two options, like right. either take a job or like you know go find somewhere. Yeah. So Chennai. So, so you had to figure out. I had to figure out either gen- way. Either you're going to college or you know, yeah. make sure you, you're doing something. So meaningful. after college, so yeah, I chose <laughs> a incubator in Chennai. Mm-hmm. It was really near uh, to me. That was the nearest place. So I went there, got good mentorship from right. people there, um, met a lot of people. And then uh, in one of an hackathon event, I met my co-founder. We complemented right. our skills, right? I was a good programmer. Right. Kevin was an hustler. He was a growth growth hacker. Right. And then we also met my uh, another designer. So right. we're like we are a hacker, hustler, and right. a pixel yeah. pusher team. Right. Right. So we uh, did Wallet Kit, and we got funded early on, right? Yeah. We got funded before building the prototype. Right, we just got funded with the idea, the space. Yeah. Apple just launched Apple Passbook, mm-hmm. and Finder startups came to India at the time. Bangalore. That's a great story behind how we got funding. Right, right? it's on TechCrunch. So, it's like uh, we found the investor in the lobby, like pitched on the way to the cab, and then they decided to invest. We went to Finder start. We went to Mountain View. Uh, that's where Finder startup was there. Um, spent six months there, and Urban. There was a company that uh, wanted to acquire us. We turned it down and came back to India. Right. Um, and then uh, you know, started. And the market was wasn't really good uh, on Apple Passbook. Companies either wanted wanted to build on their own or they just wanted to wait to test the market on how right. mobile wallets were doing. It was 2012. Right. So we did build a DIY bash, do it yourself dashboard. Um, had a good agency customers from North America. Mm-hmm. Um, and some Indian customers, but we weren't growing at a pace. We were excited, right? It's yeah. a SaaS subscription model. We were growing at a pace. We were excited. Yeah. And then we decided to pivot. We launched. We started building an anonymous, anonymous app. Called, it's a question and answer anonymous app. It, 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 
first like uh, ask.fm was the thing that time yeah. but we wanted to build something where it's like story based right right like our snapchat was mm-hmm. before instagram story now instagram stories has question and answer yes, right but yeah. we did did this portrait mode full screen background you can choose images you can choose content you know create wonderful question and answer in like a bubble format we right. did that the first thing we did was to you know go after pure anonymous app it was pure anonymous apple had to reject it right right because of regulations yeah um so we went through a uh, two three build cycles and then finally launched the app and then we are we are great organic growth teenagers what was our target right. market right so it was from 13 to 19 22 22 years old people from all around the world organically zero marketing cost organically they found ask friends questions ask friends anonymous anonymous was the trend that time right right zero marketing and they came download the app and then we had a community right we learned a lot on building a community mm-hmm. organic community um with great question and answers beautiful visuals right it was a great journey and then me and my co-founder we had to take a break my co-founder had to take a break for his personal issues right and then the the whole journey of you know sitting in a like like my bedroom there's two bedrooms one bedroom was my place to sleep and one bedroom was our office space office. Right? <laughs> it, it turned out to be a suffocating environment if you are right. in an in, in a room for like yeah. years mm-hmm. right it 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 turned out to be suffocating yeah. but it was a great journey but the thing is we our developer the lead developer there he was he was kickass right? right we were like always programming always on learning cutting edge new technologies right we tried mqtt right. we implemented mqtt for news feed right so we got all this real time a news feed setup like there's no like loading yeah it was all pushed we had great time exploring the tech right um even though it we didn't promote it enough promote it enough the app we learned a lot on tech tech part right. on the back end on how, how to you know push data yeah and that was sort of the learning all of those learnings then led into sort of you know hey now let's go address a yep. space that uh, where you can build a, yep. a, a meaningful but uh, my focus was purely engineering yeah yeah and you actually we were talking earlier you said you also took on uh, design designing so you learned self taught design is that yep. sort of uh, it was out of necessity right it was out of necessity yes. designers were costly and then time yeah i couldn't get them on time right i always worked with a great designer is is amazing right, right? so we uh, build uh, th- when we go uh, take out an idea and then build it it's like we do it in two days right right just two days i go to his home his mom gives me coffee you know gives me food yeah. we get there like you know we brainstorm 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 and then like you know purely try to achieve a product prototype that right. is not in the market and it's exciting and solving a problem right. we went through the journey of you know designing an app prototype but later uh, you know he had to move he, he had his profession he had his job right so and we couldn't hire a designer to start with right because we didn't uh, want to put money in before validating what we're doing right we did build the engineering stuff uh, like the great sdks like cross platform yeah auto track ui and content interaction you put the code and it auto tracks everything right it auto tracks ios apps it auto tracks on runtime so we we got good consultants to do that and then i learned design out of necessary um start with sketch so right i couldn't use the other existing um design tools because it was it wasn't modular it right. wasn't easy uh easy to learn but 
the sketch design tool like it, it was really really good for us because it was really modular and then I could design prototypes easily there's a lot of plugins resources available learnt it that's the tool but I always had we are always had visualize the design in my mind right so right. getting what is what was on my mind into the into the product digital, or, into yeah. the digital pixels yeah. the digital assets right yeah. that 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 was really great right when when I could do that do what I had in my mind that was really great right and it all comes from you know the inspiration for the design all comes from using a lot of apps using a yeah. lot of yeah yeah it sounds like you you were you were pretty busy and active in 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 the app store in terms of building apps for for the stores but also constantly consuming. reviewing and consuming and understanding that so 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 it sounds like you always had a vision for how you wanted your your experience to be and this was a way to yep so it's really interesting because you are a technical person and can code but now you get to exercise the creative side of your of your brain and, and bring these ideas yeah. that's uh, that's very rare and unique it's very hard to do both so it's easy <laughs> now it's easy just okay you've started your your product and um and sounds like you're doing you're in beta and doing some pilots like you know what is your next uh, milestone so our next mile, milestone is, it's current milestone, right? right? And it's, the plan is to be in 12 months, to be self-sufficient and then have good revenue mode, right? right. Have great streams, revenue stream. Mm -hmm. that, that's our only focus right now, you know, solve customers' needs and then just go for revenue, Excellent. go for revenue. Excellent. And, and tell us a little bit about your team size, like how big is the team now? And so we have uh, 10 amazing developers and nice. then uh, two amazing interns. Okay. We always hire interns. Right. Obviously, they, you know, they, they get good experience and, and you get uh, value out of, out of creating. Yep. Uh, interns sometimes do the best work. Right. Right. They come with the first beginner's mind. Yeah. And they do a great work. We have back-end, um, full-stack, mobile developers, both that can do native and then uh, hybrid apps. Right. Okay. And front-end, great React, uh, GraphQL developers. Why did you... Uh, pick DigitalOcean and like you know how the, how is it helping you in your journey? So it's just not my choice; it's yeah. the team's choice, right? Yeah, the absolutely. developer team's yeah. choice. Yeah, it's the flexibility that DigitalOcean gives, the simplicity to use, the set up, set up, set up the dev, dev environments. Yeah, right. In cases of developer productivity, yeah. and the freedom to innovate and freedom to choose our own tech stack, right? Right. DigitalOcean, like you know. Uh, it gives you droplets and it gives you instances that that can scale, but also you can choose your own tech stack. Right. That's that's the yeah. Right. For you, freedom was important, freedom. right? And, and and you were exploring a lot of technologies when we were talking yesterday. So that was like a good big big reason for you. So so that's great. And you know, um, one of the other things we you know sounds like you've you've gone through now at least two journeys of you know coming up with ideas and bringing them to life. Uh, maybe even up uh, three, but um, you know, tell us, you know, uh, for folks who are listening and are viewing and are also thinking about going on their own uh, startup journey, you know, are there any lessons that, um, that you have learned along the way that, you know, that you could sh share tips or advice on, or you just share lessons that you learned that others could, could, yeah. could pick up from? It's, it's always important to validate your ideas. Right. But there's another like 20, 10, 20% side where you have to trust your gut and then follow your ideas, follow your right. visualizations, right? You follow what you want to do. 
Mm, it's 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 each one has their own journey. You just have to do and then learn. Right. There's there's no other shortcuts. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it, and then you will learn yourself. But do uh, follow people who have done launch products, who have done the work, who have done the hard work, right? Yeah. And then just execute. Just execute. Yep. And then, is there anything, any learnings on uh, you know um, one of the things you know like go to market or product market fit? I mean, how? Could, I'm always always impressed. When, when companies, especially, you know, you have a broad platform you're building and you could have very different types of customers. And so are there any learnings around, you know, how you, you sort of focus on, okay, for these types of customers, you know, this is the right feature set and hence the pricing packaging SaaS. Like, are you, what, where are you in that journey? Um, branding is the key, right? Yeah. To attract branding is the key and rebranding yourself over every year, that's the key. Right. Mm, in in terms of our services right. and products, we do 50% of services right now. Mm-hmm. And then we are focusing on a SaaS platform, which is social media analytics. Eventually, we want 100% to be, you know, SaaS. SaaS, yeah. SaaS. But the service journey, I really hated to do service, right? Yeah, no, I mean, nobody enjoys doing that. But it sounds like that's where you are learning a lot. Key, right. right? That gives you direct access to customers, right. direct access to business requirements and market requirements. Yeah. And then you learn through the journey and apply your ideas right. and then you convert it into a product. Into right? the product. Yeah. yeah. If you have any recommendations, it could be books or it could be blogs or podcasts. Like, do you have any tips on uh, folks who are starting out or building products? Like, you know, what, what are some resources? You know, you use or you recommend uh, others use. Find the doers. Yeah. Just find the doers and follow them. Like this. Like follow them in Twitter. Follow them in Medium. Yeah. Right. You know. Yeah. Follow their blogs. There's no specific people because you know, uh, people, genius people come from all around the world, all around the of place. Of course. Yeah. They just start off. So just find people who are just starting off. Right. Just you know, pushing things into the world. Yeah. Just follow the doers following doers and, and that's where you get a lot of your uh, your inspiration. What about, um, uh, and then are there any, um, you know, I'm curious, you know, because you've, you've played with a lot of apps and you've consumed a lot of apps. Um, where do you find your inspiration? It could be from a individual or from experiences or like, you know, how do you get um, your inspiration on the things you work on? I think it, it, it adds up to your subconscious subconscious yeah. product place, you know. So yeah. There's some place in your brain that's, you know, dedicated to product. Yeah. You just consume, consume, and then you, you find the difficulties, right? Okay, this could have been solved the, this way, too many frictions. Right. And you take those things subconsciously, and when you get into the flow of building the product, right, it just automatically happens in your brain. You just have to find, how could I have done this differently? Wow, they, have did, they did this great, right? right? So just to identify while consuming, not just caught up in the content, but also on the delivery of the content through the tech. Yeah. Just okay. to always have that thinking where, how did they deliver to me, right? What right. tech did they use? Why is this fast? Why is this slow? Just analyze. What have you learned or what advice would you give to those who are, who might also go on this journey? You know, advice around raising money and, and financing, you know. Access to capital has grown exponentially. Right. So there are a lo- lot of places where you can get 
capital right uh, whether you are just starting the prototype just add the idea or you just formed a team and you want to look for something to solve right access to capital has increased um but find someone who you can relate to in terms of your vision right mm-hmm. who will support your vision no matter what who look long term find someone who has good portfolio yeah. so that you have early uh, beta customers beta testers right that that's about it and then are they providing you intellectual capital yeah other than finance right finance is not money is not the money only thing money is not the only thing you are looking at a lot more <laughs> beyond just yeah. getting the the funding so you know you mentioned uh, you you get inspiration from doers you know do you have an example of a doer that uh, that you can share that uh, that inspires you the first doer uh, yeah. that i i can think of yeah is my investor mr mulidharan from global sports commerce wow I like him because uh, of his work ethic, mm-hmm. discipline, integrity and access mm-hmm. and the intellectual capital, right? right? So he's always there, um, always working, always talking to customers. Like right. he also helps us with distribution, right? Right? So and we can leverage the team he has built around, right? In his portfolios. Uh thank you so much Ramakan for sharing your insights and stories. Sounds like you have an amazing platform that that you're building uh and also uh really interesting that how you're approaching the enterprise market uh, and selling to so many different verticals. So uh thanks for sharing your insights and uh, congrats on your on your journey to date and uh, looking forward to uh even more success um uh, in your upcoming milestone. Thank Th- you. Thank you. Thank you for the solution to taking us to Hong Kong. Yeah, absolutely. You're welcome. <laughs>